Before we begin today's episode, we have our patrons over at Patreon. We have to give a shout out to they are Aperba, Hanson Screen Printing, Paul Campaneshi, Eric Sari, Andy Herbrand, Lauren L, Rock the Green, and Kelby Goodman. Thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History. Uh, this is your weekly dose of the Dairy State. Uh, we are your hosts, as always. I am Eric. And I'm Russ. And uh, today we are discussing one of the uh, rebellious dance crazes and uh, official Wisconsin dance, uh, if if you will. Uh, it's polka. Woo! If you've ever been to kind of a small town square gathering, oftentimes you'll see a polka band and, and people really... Jumping and jiving on it. A couple people doing the Polish hop out there. Exactly. And and vertically, not horizontally. <laughs> the horizontal uh, polka. That's for the bedroom, you got, bud. You got to. Yeah. Uh, you got to. You have to. You have to. Yeah. You, you got to distinguish which which one we're talking about There's here. There's no accordions when you're naked doing the horizontal no. polka. Well, there is, but it's it's a little different. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Whole squeaky. Whole squeeze box. Uh, we also have great Wisconsin music uh, from the Steve Meisner uh, polka magic man himself. Oh, whitewater legend. Whitewater legend. Uh, and we, you know, have beer review. Uh, we have another edition of the infamous How Many Locos. Uh, hey, if you haven't already, um, please be sure to, you know, leave us a review. Give us a like. Give us a thumbs up. Uh, follow us. Uh, subscribe. Wherever you got to do. Whatever you got to do. Um, it really just helps with the background stuff about getting us into the ears of uh, unsuspecting people. Um, it just gives them uh, our podcast as a recommendation, even though they have no idea that that's, you know, what's happening. Exactly. Uh, hey, this, uh, this small little act definitely helps immensely. All of those things that you do uh, outside of all of that, uh, as far as uh, just word of mouth, even better. Uh, it, it really helps. Tell your friends, tell your family. And uh, hey, stop over at our website, wisconsindrunkenhistory.com. Uh, that's where you can learn about a lot of different things. Uh, namely, our, uh, our Patreon stuff, which is yeah, how you can, can directly yep. sponsor. Uh, and also, uh, you can find our T public link, which, uh, for at least the time being, that's where we do our merch sales. So, uh, anything that has our logo on it, uh, should probably be found there. And we have a bunch of different things in there. We don't make much, but it's more of just a representation. I think we, what maybe made seven it's or eight a, bucks. It's Woo. usually like right around $2 <laughs> you make a, couple a bucks shirt. A shirt. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's still cool, man. It's a little bit more, but it's yeah. more of just representing the, uh, the boys. Well, that's the thing. Know. I mean, if you can, if you can throw our logo on and then go walk around the, the county fair, uh, it, people are going to notice it. I think that the logo itself is Pretty absolutely cool. stunning. Uh, Steph, uh, a Cybeck, she did a really amazing job uh, with helping us design that oh, thing. Man. And, um, 
and and, and hey, a- another thing, if you have uh, needs or wants in that department, we know a couple people. Oh, yeah. So, um, just reach out. Exactly. Yeah. Just give us a message, which is another thing you can do at WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com. You can directly message us. Uh, it goes right into our email, and we will uh, absolutely re- reply or respond. And actually, some of the upcoming episodes are from our messages. From, from listener uh, suggestions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, that's where you could find all of the information, uh, upcoming stuff, and find our, uh, our, our cool swag. Uh, hey, if you don't have the money, the next best thing, like we already said, just word of mouth. That's Tell huge. a friend, it's share it with huge. somebody. I mean, for our little podcast, it's yeah. crazy to see how many listeners we get. We never thought this thing was going to take off. Like well, it did, to it, be honest. and the, the funny part is we, we actually just uh, hit over a thousand followers on Instagram. Oh, wow. That's pretty uh, huge. Real followers, that is, too, because the ones that... The uh, ones you I can, can buy or whatever. Well, the ones that I could clearly tell are scams or not real people, I just delete them uh, and block them because I, I don't want... I don't want false numbers. I want to be able to, right. to accurately tell, you know, somebody, you know, how, how we're actually doing. Exactly. Yeah, you know? exactly. And and I think that that's one thing that you and I have been uh, best about at this point is, is being realistic. Uh, I mean, I mean, we have really like not spent a lot of money on promotion. It's just all of like just getting the word of mouth from you right. guys, the listeners and, you know, the Patreon help that's helped us out immensely. I mean, yeah. mostly everything we buy from music, beer, you know, just Basically keeping the lights on here yeah. is, is exactly what you guys do for us, and we really appreciate all of you. Yeah. Uh, so a little update just really quickly before we actually jump into the polka. Uh, Russ and I have been uh, really extremely busy uh, yeah, uh, with sorry vacations the 4th and of stuff. July, and, so. um, but I'm, I'm happy that all of you were, were safe and, and enjoyed your family time and stuff. Uh, over the 4th of July, we both did as well. Uh, had a little bit of time to recuperate and recover. Uh, like I said, we we were on vacation, my wife and I, uh, seeing the Grateful Dead. Yeah, as you've the been Dead on tour company. for all over the Midwest. Yeah, so. and so that's been a, a big thing. Uh, as some of you may have seen, too, uh, uh, on my personal pages, I've been promoting uh, the band that I'm currently in as well, Sons of Leroy. Uh, we had featured them as well on an episode oh, yeah. uh, with original music, but we're going on a little bit of a tour this summer as well. Uh, we actually play uh, today, Sunday. Yeah, uh, if you're at, listening, head on out. Yeah, head, head on over. It's a little bit later in the day. It's 3 to 7. It's at Yeti's Bar and Grill. That's over in Edgerton. So if you're in the area or if it's a short drive for you, be safe, obviously. Uh, but we will be playing um, about a four-hour set out there. So we'd love to see you. Russ, what, what have you been going? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I going? mean, it's mostly the dad life. Uh, the usual stuff that goes wrong in a house, hot water heaters and everything have been going out lately. Oh, so course. it's been interesting. And uh, have was kind of on vacation, kind of went to the central part of Wisconsin, kind of exploring around that area, you know, Ship Rock, Rabbit Rock, hanging out with my mom and Adam's county there yeah i saw a couple pictures and stuff it was pretty good i mean i'm gonna tell you right now we just didn't have snakes and sparklers we actually got some good fireworks this year uh one of my favorites was the uh, poopy puppy it actually just makes a big streaking. it just makes a turd right it just makes a big turd yeah. that comes out of this little dog um but yeah another thing coming up to uh, july 16th we are planning on going to a sunspot release party at the crucible in madison we're yeah. planning on it so if any of you can make it out there on july 16th at 5 30 over at crucible in madison um, a friend of mine actually owns a place, Gene, um, super cool person. Actually, I don't know if any of you know this, but I was really in the fencing and I did that in college with, um, yeah. w- with Rock County and at the UW Madison, I kind of got into this one thing called CSA, which is more like historical fencing just because I just interested. And, uh, yeah, I met her there and, uh, yeah, they opened the crucible, which is like a really cool club, just really neat, kind of yeah. like a dark vibes to it. I really like the place. 
Um, so if you get a chance to meet us out there, we'd love to see you and uh, meet a lot of our listeners as well. So if maybe tomorrow or July believe, 16th, we'd love to see you. I believe Jeff. Will, yeah, oh, Badgerland Legends Jeff Badger is coming Land too. You can, you can meet him, and uh, he's really huge in Wisconsin history and some of the most obscure stuff I've never even heard of, like uh, rat betting in Oshkosh or, you know, just some really obscure stuff. Is that where you bet on rats? Yeah. I think they actually, I think instead of like using like roosters to fight, they brought some sick rats to fight. Fuck. It's pretty (laughs) tough. And I mean, if they're they're the ones from the New York subway, I mean, those are basically like, those are mutants. They're like the size of Rikishi. I know. And then like, you know, they had the rat baiting too, where you'd bring a dog in. They'd set a whole bunch of rats free. And if your dog could get all of the rats killed within a certain amount of time, you make money on your dog. Yeah. So uh, yeah, pretty interesting stuff and a pretty weird history of Oshkosh right there. When you said rat baiting. And I thought you meant something else. Oof. I don't want to know what <laughs> little, that is. A little different baiting. So why don't we jump into uh, one of our favorite uh, styles of music, especially yeah. the, the the local stuff. You and I have gone and seen uh, a number of different acts. Oh, Alpine Blast, Steve Meisner, yeah. um, Pulaski Polka Festival. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Maybe it's not an acquired taste. Like Some people aren't going to like this kind of music. I was just going to say. I, think I it- do. Because like around my birthday is Oktoberfest, right? Yeah. And we always usually tend to go see a polka band around my birthday. Exactly, yeah. And and uh, like you said, it it, it it's a little out there. Uh, it's not necessarily going to be your uh, your pop band or your rock or anything. Oh no, JB but, uh, J, Justin Bieber does not grab an accordion. Let's throw no. it out there. So and, and but the the music is absolutely still amazing. And it's just, and, it's just a jolly that gemütlichkeit German feel. You exactly. know that like warm fuzzy kind of happy feeling. So let's let's hear a little bit more about the history, I guess, here. Yeah, so polka, which actually means Polish girl in Polish, has its roots which dated started in Bohemia, which is now known as the Czech Republic in westernmost most region of the country. The dance would follow soon behind, with a mix of U- many European styles like the Slavic and the Germanic influences. From there it spread within the Czech Republic, Poland, Germany, Switzerland, and Austria. From this, many genres of the music originated, including Dutchman style, Tyrolean, Polish, German, and Slovenian styles. The American style folk is a combination of one or many of these different styles of music because of the accumulation, basically, of like all the cultures that came to Wisconsin. Right. Yeah, we're, they were kind of the melting pot, you know. And the, two, the music is in a 2-4 time style. Um, and would land right here in the in the state of Wisconsin. The Midwest becoming known as the polka belt. Due to much of the social and political upheaval, like many of the European countries, it was where many of the people would come to the Midwest because there was a lot of opportunities, including being a lumberjack, miner, farmer, factory worker, and an entrepreneur, which there was a lot of entrepreneurs. A, a land where opportunities were available and where they could bring the traditions from the old world home with them. So Wisconsin kind of has a similar climate belt to to Europe. Especially Northern Europe, where Poland, right. Czechoslovakia, um, you know, all those countries, including Norway too, Southern Norway, Finland, yeah. even Which we've, England. We've discussed a little bit as well on, on a few other episodes where it's kind of like, uh, it just felt like home uh, to, to a lot of those people uh, uh, that were relocating here uh, because of that, that upheaval you're talking about. Yeah, similar um, trees, similar landscapes, like yeah. similar soils that work with, they know how to do it, clear the land, they've done it in the right. past, right? So early in its inception, it was mostly brass bands, but it would be the invention of the squeeze box. You know what oh, I'm talking about here. I, I actually, we, we remember when we talked to uh, Alpine, Alpine Blast, Blast about box. it. Yeah. If you have a chance, go back to listen to that one. Uh, uh, it's the, 
I think it's just the October uh, Oktoberfest for my birthday Oktoberfest we episode from like the first season or whatever yeah so the accordion and the concertinas aka the squeeze box were developed by tinkerers in Germany France and England this new instrument was designed on the basis of Shang a Chinese free reed instrument this development allowed a single musician to could replace like basically a whole ensemble of members with the right hand the player could make the melodies and the harmonies and with the left hand allowed them to play rhythmically and the bass notes and during its heyday, it was considered to be a very rebellious and scandalous form of music and suggestive dancing such as the Polish hop or the two-step foxtrot were taking the Midwest by storm. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Like you said, the, uh, the, the, the horizontal hustle also came out of that. You know, I was just after, say, after, after a concert, you know, you're going to go home. I just love dance. how they're talking about, you know, these, oh, this promiscuous Holy dancing smokes. styles came out of this it's These like i can't imagine jumping around and going crazy i can't imagine doing anything sexy or sexual <laughs> i know uh, or promiscuous to some polka music and yet i mean this was like towards like the mid late 1800s um that we're talking about here this was the original of polka when it came to america and even radio started playing around you know the 1930s and 1940s that would spread the music including wcco in minneapolis which helped spread the music a little bit further than the midwest and recordings were also starting to be distributed, making it spread to many more states. And after World War II was kind of the boom or the heyday, you would call, of polka bands coming out. Um, and some of the legends of polka would appear at this time on the scene, including the legendary Frankie Yankovic with his hits like Roll Out the Barrel. Right. Isn't that, uh, is that Weird Al's dad? I'm actually not, not sure. I think that was like a legend. I think I it was know, a legend. You're I don't right. know 100%. But, You're right. And there's also the Arthur Godfrey's Too Fat Polka. I don't want her. You can have her. She's too fat for me. Have you heard that one? It's, yeah, it's uh, oh, yeah. it's it's questionable now. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it would fly on the radios today. No, but you could do some pretty risque stuff back then. So. Yes, you could call people fat, and that you. Don't it was want cool, them. right? <laughs> it was in 1993 that polka was declared the official state dance of the state. Today, the tradition is celebrated in the state of Wisconsin in year the yearly Pulaski Polka Festival, and you can visit the polka hall the polka hall of fame in Euclid, Ohio. The Wisconsin Polka Hall of Fame has moved from Milwaukee to the Fox Valley area, but due to the decline in popularity, it has struggled to maintain. Um, you know, like the, the population's aging that was really into this style of music, you know, like after World War II, those people are getting pretty old now, right? Yeah. So it's it's up to us, like the younger generation, to actually keep this music alive, you know? And I hope we have some people that kind of like step up. I think there's some extreme history fanboys that will, will continue to... to um Advance this and, and make it a real thing, you know, for, for time, uh, you know, everlasting. Uh, it's it's like everything else. Exactly. And, you know, people like Steve Meisner and like his dad was a legend in polka too, the Meisner, right. um, he, who live in Whitewater, like we said, work hard to keep the traditions going. And the idea of the like the German Gemutlichkeit and the feelings of happiness, warmth and friendliness is the embodiment of the music. And even new spinoffs have come from polka, including the Southwestern polkas, in the Mexico region, where you even if you listen today, you'll see the influence on the genre. Yeah, mm, 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 mm. you know what well, I mean? It's like the that, same like two-four kind yeah, of exactly. uh, setup with the uh, with the. I mean, and, and of course, like you said, the the kind of use of the the not so traditional instruments that you hear in other music uh, is what really uh, carries this thing forward. The two-four. Plus that, uh, you know, they call it the polka beat, the 2-4, uh, but then also that those instruments, those those very particular things, the squeeze box or the uh, uh, accordion being the, the major one. And, you know, what's funny is when I was down in Mexico, I was talking to them about the music and the polka influence. They're like, oh, no, man, there's no polka in this stuff. I'm like, no, there is totally polka influence in all of your music that you're listening Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Right 
Um, and if you have not already seen, in 2017, the Wisconsin documentary Polka was released on PBS where you can actually learn more about this tradition and how it started in our state and maybe some more key players that are still keeping the tradition alive. Yeah. But like this Polka song says, try it, you'll like it. And please try to keep this Wisconsin tradition alive. All right. So uh, as we previously discussed, uh, we are going to uh, feature a amazing uh, bit of polka here for the Wisconsin music segment. Uh, and, and who better than uh, one that we mentioned uh, earlier, uh, Steve, Steve Meisner. Meisner, the Steve Meisner band, not to be confused with the Steve Miller band. Um, which is also from Wisconsin. Which actually. is also, yeah, at least one of the, the gentlemen uh, is from Wisconsin. But here's the thing. Uh, this song is uh, a, a piece of history that uh, goes back. Maybe the song itself isn't old, but the tradition behind it is. And it is absolutely legendary. And uh, Russ, you you have, have probably had a little bit more uh, touch on this, but I love it. I, it's great. You know, if you can grab your partner, do some Polish hop and just enjoy the day today, this Sunday. Um, just a great song. Steve Meiser, I've seen multiple times. Pulaski Music Festival. You know, the the, the Polka Fest is probably the most legendary one here in the state. Right. It's probably the largest one where they come from all around. But I've also seen them in some of the local shows. And for me, like, I love Polka. It just kind of makes me feel jolly. It's not like super intense or like a lot yeah. of thought for me <laughs> like i just like listening to happy it just feels good yeah exactly grab a beer you know grab your woman do the two polish you know the polish hop take yeah. her in later do the uh polka's uh horizontal hustle the old horizontal hustle yeah. there you go so again yeah we have steve meisner meisner magic Right. 
So again, that was the Steve Meisner band. Steve the Meisner. Legend. Meisner Magic is the tune that we just listened to. Uh, absolute legend. Absolutely amazing stuff. Uh, again, the uh, the the instrument that you primarily hear in that is is that squeeze box, the accordion. A lot of that bass guitar is hopping back and forth too. Oh yeah, playing really good runs. That two four walk. Yep. Yeah, heck it's yeah. just absolutely amazing. And uh, as Russ kind of mentioned before, it's just the fact that it gives you. Uh, a, a good warm feeling uh, where you can't help but smile and I know and and eat like we've noticed too and I and I know you have when you're at uh, um, a Bavarian beer house and you're uh, listening to you know Alpine Blast or whatever polka band is is rocking out uh, when you get up to go back to get another beer and they're jamming you can't help but you just you have bop that step. you have to stop you, you just bop. Bop. you got the oh bop. yeah you got it um, and and it is absolutely uh, infectious uh, so. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Steve, uh, for everything that you do. Uh, amazing music. And thank you for keeping this Wisconsin legend alive. Exactly, yeah, keeping the polka music going. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into another Wisconsin classic. It's called Beer, uh, and we're going to go ahead and review one. And what would it not be complete without drinking the Door County Polka King, right? Exactly. The Porter. The name itself has to be something polka because that's what this episode's all about. So this one is the Polka King Porter from uh, Door County Brewing Company coming in at 5.3% ABV. And like it says, it's a porter. This one's very smooth, kind of non-offensive. Pours like opaque brown, like your standard porter. Right. Not very offensive. It does have... Um, pale chocolate malts and English hops included into it. So you're getting that traditional polka flavor. Really? That's and, the flavor? Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> we're, we're in summertime. It's hot. But this one still is a great beer. Any time of year. I mean, it's a little heavy. Yeah. It's it's that uh, little bit higher octane. You well, know? I was just going to say, so a lot of Viscosity, times. Viscosity, I mean. Exactly. So. Yeah. So it's a lot of times they're just a tad on the thicker side. They're not super hoppy. They're definitely more malty. They've definitely got that creamier, coffeier, chocolatey, toasted kind of feel to it, which uh, is exactly what a porter is. Um, the the what, the thing I would suggest is if you're if you're doing this uh, beer right now during you know the July August um, you know the the more summer months do it as a more of a dessert you're done with dinner yeah, for sure uh, you know uh, around here in the Milwaukee area one of the places that we go to is at random at random is a beautiful dessert uh, cocktail place uh, really sets the mood. I believe that this beer is kind of in that same ballpark. Um, grab it, pour it into a nice glass, and enjoy a, a, a nice, uh, you know, later evening. Like I said, after dinner has settled, you grab this oh, baby yeah, so instead like a of a dessert. cheesecake and just drink it down. Yeah, and you know, the like up front, you're getting that like initial maltiness like right away like that's right. what i'm getting right away has like the sweetness up front you're getting a little bit of that english hot bitter in the back end right. not very bitter i think the ibus are pretty low in this one like they most. generally are you know but i highly recommend this one um i actually found this one in uh central wisconsin at the piggly wiggly there um, oh, oh, shop the pig shop the pig but uh if you do see them i have seen this one um at festival and i do believe some of the liquor stores around here do carry this Door yeah. County Brewing Company. Stuff, I would so. say, you know, uh, one of your best bets is probably go to a, um, a, a big liquor and beer depot. Uh, every let's, let's face it. We're in Wisconsin. Every little city in town has one, uh, where they've got just a, a 
whole slew of your beer options. Uh, they are bound to have this, um, and they are bound to have some other type of porter as well. And the can is a very Wisconsin feel, too. You'll see it. It has kind of a, a golden. There's actually like a red tractor on it. I mean, what's more Wisconsin than, especially right now, agriculture is huge right now. <laughs> Look at all the dogs. agriculture. And then, yeah, I mean, you got the red rings at the top. You got a gold band in the center with the tractor that says, Polka King Porter. Yeah. So please go and check this one out again. We had Door County Brewing Company, Polka King Porter. Grab a seat, gather round, join us for a chat. How many locos you have? All right, folks, it's that time again in your best macho man, Randy Savage voice. How many locos you want, <laughs> brother? Stay off the drugs, all right? Um, so this one is a truly, truly... Uh, political uh, if you will yeah he's making laws and breaking laws <laughs> he's doing it he's really doing it both man <laughs> yeah he is uh he's he's in front of the judge in both ways yep uh, uh, and um, let's just say this uh a certain assembly uh representative uh, a state representative from uh the chippewa falls area uh has been uh uh Arrested again for OWI for for lack of receding hairline and a belly full of brewskis. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's sloshing around. Oh yeah, his tummy's got a got a case in it. Um, so we'll go ahead and say uh, the state representative from Chippewa Falls who has been threatened with expulsion from the assembly following two arrests within one year for driving while under the influence was arrested again for OWI on Wednesday. Oof. Um, the arrest was his second within four weeks. Not bad. That's never good. Um, yeah, yeah. Contrary They're, to what Russ just said, they must be really watching this guy. Well, that's true too. And he's a state assembly member, right? Like yeah, I and mean, that's the thing. I think that you, you know, you should realize and understand that as a as a state assembly, uh, even just as a state employee, uh, a figure that that you know is is uh, um, elected you're going to have a target on your back and you're going to be held to a little higher standard. I dude, think dude so. is a decent amount of change. Like why doesn't he just get a driver to drive him around? Honestly? Well, I think we could probably look that up. Yeah, we'll do it. Okay. So Toma police officers pulled this individual over about four 30 PM after receiving a report of a motorist driving erratically. Uh, and, uh, according to a news release, uh, uh, it, it was, it was pretty erratic, not erotic, but erratic. It, it wasn't spicy. It wasn't spicy. It was wild. It was definitely drinky. Uh, before stopping this individual, uh, officers said they saw the vehicle swerving, rolling over curbs, uh, which is, I mean, fuck dude, a fucking curb. That's wild. Have, have you ever hit a curb? I don't, you know, maybe turning a corner. That's really what sharp. I mean. That's about it. Have you ever roll over one while you're just driving no. full speed? Fuck no. Um, so after being given a field sobriety test, uh, this individual was arrested for operating well, uh, well under the influence uh, of an intoxicant or other drug. This is his third total offense, uh, and he was taken to the Monroe County Jail. Um, this individual is also facing... Uh, a charge of bail jumping for allegedly violating conditions of his bond uh, from Columbia County. Now, the, the reason why is because, um, like they said, this is the second offense within four weeks. Um, typically, those things uh, are are uh, put in place right away. So w whatever offense he had four weeks ago, which I believe was also driving under the influence, uh, he would have been held to uh, uh, basically conditions of signature bond. Um, or, or if he was released on some sort of money bond, there are conditions. He's supposed uh, to make laws, man, so he has to go right. for the bond. So right? typically your, your driver's license is suspended right away. 
Absolutely, if it is a drug or alcohol violation that you're uh, being charged with, you're going to be uh, at a zero... um, uh, what do they call it? Like zero tolerance. Uh, so uh, you, you're going to be held to zero in your bloodstream at all, at all times, uh, until you go through your court hearing and all that stuff. So that's why he's uh, being uh, charged with bail jumping as well. Um, I guess he was taken uh, for being, uh, that was when he was ar- arrested in January for the third offense, drunk driving. And it was also possession of uh, drug paraphernalia and marijuana. I'm so, guessing he's a little bit liberal. What do you think? I mean, I'm not. I'm just kind of judging here. I don't know. I don't actually don't know. I mean, if he's not, he's a hypocrite. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, you, you can't be. Uh, which I would love to hear about. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So the the one one of the conditions of his bail was that he was to maintain absolute sobriety. That's what I just said. And he just failed. And he just failed. So. Uh, if convicted of the January offense, a charge following Wednesday's arrest would be a fourth offense. The Quattro. Which I don't know. This is a little bit of an older article. Um, I don't know if back then fourth meant automatic felony, but now it does. So we'll assume. Uh, records show that this individual was also convicted of drunk driving in 1990 and also 91. So he's waited a little while to yeah, get his Yeah, at least he was uh, listening to like Nirvana the first time, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, before, Pearl Jam and Pearl, Nirvana. Yeah, for sure. Guns and Roses. Oh, GNR too. Um, yeah. Some real classic stuff here, bud. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, this individual was 40 at the time of the arrest, which was September 23rd in Marathon County on suspicion of dri- on suspicion rather of driving under the influence of anti-anxiety drugs and also cold medicine. Oh, man, was he drinking? They call the, that sip and scissor. Yeah, I was going to say, he has the purple nurple. The, yeah, the old Holy cow. Pur- purple syrup, baby. Uh, uh, according to online state court records, that's CCAP for those of you that don't know, um, he was charged with inattentive driving. Uh, prosecutors, however, were reviewing the possibility of additional charges. So that just means that the state is looking to throw the uh, the book at him. Uh, they're they're really trying That's, to find a way that to fucking every time. throw they, it in. I mean, they give you the most charges and they kind of wean it down, right? That's how they always do it, though, because then they can right. stick. They will make a deal, well, I was right? Just you say, know, that's exactly if, what it is. If one holds a higher, uh, uh, you know, uh, some sort of a, uh, uh, you know. Let's you say, know what I'm saying. Yeah, let's say he gets a good lawyer, gets off couple, they can kind of wean it they'll down. They'll drop just the give ones deal. that don't really right. yeah. you know, matter much. Exactly. The misdemeanors, the, the felony stuff, they'll probably keep. They'll stick it, for sure. Um I guess he was at this particular uh, uh, elected official was absent for vote Tuesday in the assembly. To be honest, seems seems right. I I don't think I'd show up to the assembly if I was uh, hungover. Um, An aide said last week that he would miss votes that day and in upcoming and in coming weeks because he was participating in a 30-day inpatient treatment program in uh, in the state of Minnesota. Here's the thing, you know, good for him if that's truly the the case, a 30-day inpatient. Yeah, maybe he's just struggling with some depression or something. So, you know what, at least he's getting some... No one got hurt here. We we never do the violent ones, Right. right? So, like, nobody got hurt. You know, no harm, no foul, but at the same time, get some help, bud, if you're really struggling. You know what I mean? You're making laws here. You're a pretty professional, dude. Yeah. Be professional acting in your uh, personal life, too. Yeah, so, I mean, again, you know, we've got a... a a pretty notable elected official uh, dealing, you know, in in the higher ends of uh, of lawmaking and, and things in, in in our state and for our state, uh, getting into some pretty serious trouble. And like we mentioned, maybe this individual's got uh, uh, you know some really bad lingering uh, addictions and vices and stuff. So 
you know, we really hope that that, uh, that that has since been resolved and that he is uh, getting the help that is needed. Uh, that's first and foremost. You know, Russ and I aren't here to make fun of people. Oh, no, we're, know, not, people, we're so not judging. These are just crazy, the uh, Hall of Fame of Wisconsin DUIs. We it like really to, is. We like to highlight. So. If they've written an article about it, we're likely going to find it and we're probably going to read it. Um, that's just the way it is. We're going to try to to keep as much of the the personal information as we can out of it. But I mean, we, we've done Brewers, we've done Bucks, we've done Packers that absolutely. have gotten busted as well. And we don't yeah. say names. Mayors. Uh, mayors. Uh, oh, yeah. Mayors. Yeah. Were elected officials. Yeah. A lot of elected officials. Police officers. We don't so, go back. So, you know, that's the thing. And uh, Russ, I, I've got an idea. So, yeah, I do too. Um, so let's just break down the evidence here. So we have fourth offense. He is the Quattro. 40 years old. The two previous ones were in 90-91, Pearl Jam era. Grunge, but also one on. within like four weeks. Yeah, so he's back to back to back, drinking, driving. Yeah. Scissorp involved. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They're, yeah, they said anti-anxiety stuff, so I'm the assuming... Scissorp and anti-anxiety is probably why he's going off the car. I'm assuming Xanax and uh, and a little bit of that cough syrup. A little scissor. And that'll really throw it in there, especially if there's any booze involved. Uh, Tell me he's drinking out of a solo cup. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Red Solo Cup. Styrofoam, probably. Actually. Sty- oh wow, that's even. I that's know. classier. That's so, way classier. That's definitely a assembly. You could puncture <laughs> a hole in the side of that baby real quick. Oh yeah. Uh, I ha- like I said, I have an idea. I have a thought. But yeah, I-, I do too. I th- I think because the curb, and some of the other stuff, and just the mixture, you know, the Quattro, forty years old. You know what I mean? I think this is I actually how they. This is how they they scientifically concocted. Uh, the original Four Loco. They mixed anti-anxiety medication uh, with cough syrup, uh, <laughs> with liquor, booze. Yeah, exactly. Everything. Malt liquor, and then uh, I think they even had like um, nail polish remover and stuff in there too. Originally. Oh yeah, you got to so throw whatever you can in cocaine. there. Cocaine really, really mess you up. Yeah. So uh, I, on I three, got a number. I suppose uh, we can we can shout out our sure. number. Three, two, one, sixteen. 15. Oh, we're so close. we're right there. Fifteen and a half loco. This is our yeah. first a fractional loco. I think. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, fifteen and a half. Uh, I feel pretty comfortable in saying that. Uh, you know, if we were to put him and stack him against some of the other ones that have been right around fifteen, sixteen, um, things would look the same. Okay, you know, so you know what, Eric? Smack that state assembly uh, gavel, <laughs> and we'll move on. <laughs> All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.